0: Bad banana wither.
1: Greasy black
0: tea. Oh, that's got to be one of your favorites, I'm sure. Well, I promised we'd be talking about a little bit about the Grinch today, and uh, so we're going to do that, and uh, we're going to just kind of relate it to, to Christmas a bit. I wanted to make one quick announcement that I forgot to tell Ron and Justin. Uh, there is no growth track today due to the holiday weekend. We normally would have growth track, but because uh, it's fallen so close to Christmas, um, and there's people that are getting home to do things, so there is no grow GrowTrack um, after service today. But again, it happens every month on the fourth Sunday for this particular day for this grow track series, so you can do that next month. That's my bad. I forgot to tell uh, uh, them. I forgot to give it to Pastor Kim, to, who gives the announcements to them and all that. So anyway, my fault. But since, you know, I'm a mean one, Mr. Grenadine, so I'll have to go with it. Uh, <laughs> But I want us to look at this. I mean, I know now. uh, So if you're sitting here and you're saying this guy is going to be totally secular today, that is not true. I will use scripture and I will relate this back to the Bible. You'll have to just see how we do that. But I want us to look at sometimes, you know, when I grew up now, when I grew up, things aren't like today. So you young people, listen, when I grew up and some of you know, all of you that are my age, you know, 24 and up, you know, you're my age. Uh, we we got to watch these Christmas specials, but they were on one time, and everybody around the world watched them at the same time. Depending on your time frame, East Coast, West Coast, whatever. But NBC, ABC, whatever they were. That's the night you watch Charlie Brown, The Grinch, Frosty, all of that. We didn't have DVD dvds dvrs vhs's we didn't have any of that that was just like the night that america sat down to watch happy days laverne and shirley or whatever that was going on how many understand can i get an amen in the crowd so we are some of the folks that have been through some stuff we know what it's like to not have to be able to rewind and all that you you know so being said that we're all familiar with this story about the grinch but there is a there's a theme that he does in there and i and In the world today, obviously, we are supposed to come out from among them. We're supposed to not be the same as everybody. Now, I say that in all respect. It doesn't mean that we have to be so odd that nobody wants to be around us. But it does mean that we have to show or demonstrate something that they don't have, and we know that they need because we still need it. Because we're constantly under construction. None of us here have arrived we're, we're in a, we don't have it all together. I don't have it all together. You don't have it all together. But we're on a, we're on a journey to find God just to you know, be more real to me so that, like John the Baptist said, and we said it last week, God must increase and we must decrease. So how that happens is us figuring this out. I want to show this clip, and we're going to switch it around a little bit. So check this out.
1: Every who down in Whoville liked Christmas a lot. But the Grinch just north of Hooville, did not. The Grinch hated Christmas, the whole Christmas season. (laughs) Now, please don't ask why. No one quite knows the reason. It could be perhaps that his shoes were too tight. It could be his head wasn't screwed on just right. But I think that the most likely reason of all Hmm. may have been that his heart was two sizes, too small. But whatever the reason his heart or his shoes, he stood there on Christmas Eve, hating the Who's. Staring down from his cave, with a sour, grinchy frown at the warm, lighted windows below in their town. For he knew every Who down in Whoville beneath was busy now, hanging a Holly Who wreath. And they're hanging their stockings. He snarled for the sneer. Tomorrow is Christmas. It's practically here. Then he growled with his Grinch fingers, nervously drumming. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming.
0: Well, that's classic. But isn't it... You know as much as we go, yeah, that's the Grinch and all that, but there are people that just don't like people that are believers or that have that notion of Christmas might be more than just what we celebrate or how the world celebrates there's nothing wrong with that and I'm going to talk about that in just a second and as we go through this, but I'm telling you you know when I when I grew up, we watched this and you know trying to understand the Grinch and all of that kind of stuff was just part of being a kid you know um, and Christmas time is where the whole You know, real kid, I can't even say that. Kid, kiddom? Yeah, it revolved around that, like Ralphie, you know what I'm saying? So when we were talking about Grinch, my mother, who's in the building, so don't listen, mom, my mother would explain the Grinch to my sister and I, and she took everything and put a Christian twist on it. How many know what I'm talking about? You know, and so when we were growing up, we just thought, You're going to see the Grinch. This is the part where he gets saved. Now, anybody that doesn't know that, they're just like, but that's where his heart went boing, boing, boing. I don't know who led him to Jesus. Maybe Max the dog. I have no idea. But that's where he got saved and he gave all the presents back. And you see, you know, so we're like, oh, you know, I get it. But there's got to be something that the world is seeing. And and it's okay because we live in this world and we have to be, you know, part of we have to interact with people but we need to do it in an integrable way so christmas isn't everything it is to you might not be to somebody else check this out here's some stats aclu have threatened people with lawsuits if they've even mentioned christ in the season of christmas Not long ago, in Broward County, Florida, told Calvary Chapel that they could not include the words, Jesus is the reason for the season in their Christmas display, so the church filed a suit in the U.S. District Court claiming they had the right to display the words. Judge William, I don't know what his last Zlock? This is the best I could say it. Agreed with their free speech argument, allowed them to keep the words in their display as long as they included the words, Calvary Chapel says... Before the words, Jesus is the reason for the season. That was in 2003. 90% of Americans celebrate Christmas, and even Christianity is the largest religious group in the nation. Jesus has been repeatedly forced into the closet during the season. So much that the very word Christmas has been removed from the season and and put... Because you don't want to offend anybody. Happy Holidays. Because you can't say Christmas because Christ... That word is in Christmas, so people got offended at that. You know, it's it's amazing that people get afraid and offended at something that they don't know about. Come on, somebody. They don't know about Jesus, they're not sure about it, or it's been displayed to them wrong. It's been represented to them in a way that they're like, I'm not sure I want any of that. So then they just like, I, I don't want to have any part of that. California recently made news on this this year. Issue years ago, they changed the name of their Christmas tree to the holiday tree. Until the governor at that time, guess who it was? I'll be back. This is, I mean, I'm like, oh, wow, Arnie, way to go. So Schwarzenegger declared that he thought it was unnecessary and promptly renamed it the Christmas tree, much to the chagrin of the politically correct crowd. A school in Chicago recently staged their holiday program celebrating Hanukkah and Kwanzaa, but excluded any reference to Christ in the Christmas story. So in 1991, Dave Barry is a humorist. He poked fun at it, and he said, to avoid offending anybody, the school dropped religion altogether, started singing about the weather. He writes, at my son's school, they now hold the winter program in February and sing increasingly non-memorable songs such as Winter Wonderland, Frosty the Snowman, and, yes, Susie Snowflake, all of which is pretty funny because they live in Miami. (laughs) And he goes on to say, a visitor from another planet would assume they are children belonging to the church of meteorology. (laughs) My point is this. We're more and more being pushed to keep Jesus quiet. We're more and more being to say, you must tolerate everything. Everybody else has a right. But if you start voicing your beliefs about Jesus or God, you quickly get shushed. The enemy's tactics are to get our focus off the true meaning of Christmas and get it onto something else. And they want it to be put in his place or the enemy wants to put what he wants in his place. Just don't give honor and glory to what is really going on. So what do we think the holiday is really about? What do we think Christmas is about? And I've got a couple scriptures here. Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As he thinks in his heart, so this is men or women, what you think, remember the spies that came back. And the two of them, Joshua and Caleb, are the only two that got into the promised land because they said, look, we can do this. Ten of them said, you know what? These guys are big. We are like grasshoppers in their sight. They are proclaiming and declaring their thoughts. Here's what we are like. We can't do this. And they they just declared their future. They didn't go in. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. The New Living Translation says they're always thinking about how much it costs. Everything starts with your thoughts. It's Christmas, it's getting colder, the snow's about to fly, and our thoughts start happening about Christmas. We have so many days. This is how many shopping days till Christmas? Have you been to the to the Walmarts? To Myers. I got two kids at work at Myers. I took Maddie to work the other day, and as we're pulling up to Myers, she's like, Oh, help me, Jesus. <laughs> because their cars clear out to the other end, and there are people, three or four people deep at the service desk. And Zach was working in the photo lab, and I said, Hey, Zach. And he's like, Hey, Dad. With this look on his face, help me. But it's a great store to work. I mean, they, they do well there. But I'm just saying there's people because it's so many days. And so the rush is on. And, and so what happens in many of Americans is like they, their thoughts go to, I like the loot. What I'm going to get. That's what Christmas is about. Oh, gifts. I get gifts. It's about crowded stores, upset people, some happy people, music. People, I'm like, you know how I feel about Christmas music. I asked Zach, he goes, yes, but dad, do you realize, he told me and Pastor Kim this, he said, at Myers, they play songs. And he said, there's, you know, there's certain songs that are normal. I mean, they're like the standard Christmas song. And he said, and like 25 people do that song. And so I get to hear all of whatever version is on, whatever role they have. He's like, ah, he could cite the song in his sleep, you know, but he's like, I like the real ones, the ones where, you know, certain artists do. I don't like some of these others and all. So I get, but it's all part of the, the glim and the glamor of the season, the lights, the decorations. There's nothing wrong with some of that because I love that. But our thoughts really, let's think about Christmas. I mean, when I was a kid, I mean, I didn't have the relationship I have now with Jesus so the christmas to me was all about what christmas is meaning to most of the world the gifts the tree santa all of that then you come when you get older isn't it amazing you you start saying you know some of this i gotta figure this stuff out here's what another church put on their sign merry christmas to our christian friends happy hanukkah to our jewish friends to our atheist friends good luck It's no secret that everybody in this church, if you know me, Christmas is my favorite time of year. I love Christmas. I love helping people. I love opening doors for people. I love carrying things for people. I love telling people, I tell people Merry Christmas. They almost like, oh, Merry Christmas. Okay. Of course, it could be June, but still. Mostly I do it in, in, in the holiday months. But I mean, I love helping people. I love, you know, smiling and, and just holding the door open, and, and it's amazing. I like decorations. I like the whole ball of wax. I like the whole package. I love to see snowmen in the yards. We need snow. Now, see, my wife, she just heard me say that. We need snow. Although I'm the shoveler, we still need snow. When Kim and I first got married, we lived in a 12 by 60 trailer. And, and you know, it snowed around, I don't know if it was Christmas Eve, it was around Christmas time. And it was like 2 in the morning. I mean, the snow was coming down. And so we just like, let's go build a snowman. So two in the morning, we were in the trailer park where, where's ever Gary? Well, where you and Gary live. We were in that trailer park and we built a snowman. He was awesome too. Two in the morning and had a snowball fight. And just, I don't know, probably kept all our neighbors up, but we had a ball. You know, I've taken, I mean, I'm 58 years old. I've been a youth pastor years before for years went on many sledding events, and the youth, I'm telling you, they love Jesus, but all they want to do is see their pastor crash. If I I wipe out, their trip is complete. But, I mean, it's just, I love all of this part of the holiday. I love to see all of these things. I, I love to go sledding. I love hot cocoa. On Christmas Eve, Mallory will make Polar Express hot cocoa. Jesus would drink it. It's amazing. It is the best hot cocoa I've ever had. You know, I almost want to do that dance. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Whatever they do, I mean, it's just crazy good. If you need the recipe, see Mal. She'll give it to you, and she'll charge. No, she won't charge you. But you just see her. <laughs> but I think Christmas can be more than just the decorations and the family and the celebration. There's got to be a root, something behind that. Something that's a little more solid or than just, it's just this time of year. It's just that. It's what everybody expects. Isn't it supposed to be about Jesus? I mean, isn't that really? And see, what's happened is we've, we've just allowed things to switch us. We need believers that will just stand up and say, you know, it's okay to celebrate. We love to celebrate our house. We do all that. Everything I mentioned, we do that. But what about Jesus? Tomorrow night, I'll wear the legendary robe or the nightgown. And if you're new to this church, just ask someone. With our kids, when they were little, I wore this nightgown. It looks like uh, uh, the night before Christmas. It looks, thank you so much, whoever said, it's a dress. That pastor, he, he wears a dress. <laughs> but it's a nightgown. And actually, in the beginning, I had a cap with it. They had this little cap that hung down. I don't know whatever happened to the cap, but anyway, the kids are all waiting on me to come down in that gown. Now their spouses, they're just waiting to laugh at me as I come down in the gown. He's got it on. It's not like, isn't that wonderful? It's like, look at those legs. Oh my. But anyway, you know, we go through all that. But what I'm saying is, You know, all of that. There's got to be something more. But the reason that little tradition with that goofy gown is because, number one, they love it. But I don't care if I have to wear that gown just because I want to declare the birth of our Lord and Savior. I want our children to know, amidst all of this other stuff, amidst all of the glitter, amidst all of all of the things of Christmas that are wonderful. The the carols and the, the warmth and all of that. My sister's eggnog. All of that stuff. It's all about Jesus. Those are just benefits past that. Those are just things that help us celebrate the real meaning. So how many of us focus on how we think about the holiday? Make our focus on how we speak about the holiday. About what Jesus accomplished when he was born. What he set into motion. What was decreed and prophesied in the Old and then the New Testament. Not just what we think and speak but now what we do with christmas how do we how do we do christmas and then how we live it besides just in this december how do we do that how do we make everything so it's it is what it says it is emmanuel it is god with us it is him living in me think speak do live Romans 12.2 says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person, listen to this, by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. So Romans 12.2 is not known as a Christmas verse, but this morning, could it be? Could it be if we would take what God is saying and we would... Grab a hold of the word of God and say, you know what, God, maybe there's something more. Almost feel like Linus and Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown, that's not what Christmas is all about. I could have put that clip up here. What is the real thing? What is that? I enjoy all of the things we've talked about. What I'm asking is this. There's so many people that call themselves Christians. But they're really, outside of the name, there's nothing different. I mean, just because you go to McDonald's doesn't make you a Big Mac. So you've got to start understanding. We've got to put something behind this. It can't be so hollow. I don't want the Grinch to steal your Christmas this year. I, I don't want us to look at the idea of Christmas as being something as everything the world says i'm not saying everything they think about it is bad what i'm saying is let's just get down to brass tacks let's get down to the where the rubber meets the road let's let jesus be jesus and that's why we're here i'm going to give you the three r's about christmas right now to help us it's not reading writing and arithmetic so Uh, And it's probably stuff you've already heard before, but I want to just give it to us anyway. So if you just bear with me, it's only going to take us a couple minutes. Our first R, our first thought this morning is reassess our allegiance. If we're going to rethink this, let's, let's find out who we're really, who we're loyal to. What's our allegiance? What is it that we are stuck to that we stand for? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under god what is it that makes us say what is it that these men and women have given their lives for freedom for us in this country because there's something about allegiance and loyalty why can we not have allegiance to god these men and women that died for your freedom had an allegiance to god they believed in freedom a free nation a free country reassess your allegiance it's not just about gift giving and when we think about gifts we always think about a material gift what if it's about just an ear not take your ear off and hand it to them (laughs) here you go (laughs) but i'm talking about just maybe a listening ear a shoulder to cry on the bible says there's a time you know, we have went through a tough time in, in our family. And, and we're still walking through it. But it is so nice to know there are people there that will be your errands. There are people there that will be your hers. That will hold up your arms and say, if you want to cry, I'll cry with you. If you want to laugh, I'll laugh with you. What about Christmas like that? Instead, we... We find stuff where we're like, I want the newest and best thing. And there's nothing wrong with having something new and good and best and all that. But if that's our only draw, you know, the cell phone 10X or whatever it is, you you know, in about six months or a year, there's going to be another one. I mean, but I got to have it. There's nothing wrong with having it. I'm just saying, but if that's your motivation, maybe we need to do a check. what we find ourselves doing my mom would say this she'd say i need your list i need your list come on give me your christmas list now my sister's here she's right there we made out our list did we get anything on our list heck no i'd ask my mom i'd say what what's the deal with the list i don't get anything on it she goes gives you something to do they do those kind of things in hell hey make out a list we'll get you out of here (laughs) (laughs) we would put all these things on the list and i'd be like in my stocking in my stocking i would get not coal (laughs) but in my stocking i would get like some beat-up orange and and big nuts that you couldn't crack unless you had one of those nut crackers you know you can I'm like mom what's that about she goes I don't know. but she loved us and we had a lot of fun with her but this is why we do things like this to her <laughs> there's a story of two grandkids and their grandma and they're spending the night at grandma's just before christmas And the one kid starts praying up by his bed. It's time for them to go to bed. And he is screaming, oh, God, please, I need. And he's telling him all the list. And he said, would you tell Santa, God, or you do whatever. He's just saying as loud as he can. And the other grandkid says, what are you screaming for? God's not deaf. He goes, I know what grandma is. (laughs) Sometimes, doesn't we feel like if we yell loudest or we do what's that, then we get all of it. Maybe God will hear us. My friends... Christmas is past that list stuff. There are things that you get by rights of inheritance. Man, if we just understand how good God is. We can't fall into that mindset. The world's idea of Christmas, regardless of what they say, in most cases, is just giving and getting. And sometimes they'll put in a little bit of feeling in there. It's just being around loved ones at this time of year. And that is true. And it is true in getting and giving. I get it. But again, perspective. Jesus and the Bible as a whole. What about that? Are we really thankful? God with us. Emmanuel. Peace. You know, the only way you're going to find peace is through Christ. You can try to fill it with all the stuff you want. But Christ is the one that lives within you. And it is his spirit that will give you peace, the Holy Spirit. Look at Matthew 6, 24. Jesus says this, No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. So, I mean, in the world system, it's all about money. I get it. Money is a tool, my friend. We all need money to do things, and money is needed for bills. Money is needed for gifts. I get that but we don't need to be enslaved to that. There's a higher authority. I'm kind of just looking through some of these as I'm, uh, the Lord has redirected me here just a little bit. If we are thinking that Christmas is all what we can or cannot do because of money, maybe we've bought into something besides what the word says. Now, God will supply all of my need according to his riches and glory. And if money is needed, he'll supply it. We've seen that happen over and over again in this church. But I want to challenge you to change your way of thinking. Decide this year that you're going to serve Christ and just not the shopping malls. Just not, I just have to get a gift because I have to get a gift. But if you have to get a gift, so to speak, put some thought into it. Lord, how, how, can I, how can I do this that would reflect something you would want me to do? God's idea of Christmas is this. A Savior has been born. A Savior that came to die and set us free from sin and death. A Savior that wants to live in us and make people who really love God with all their heart, their soul, their mind, their strength, and love their neighbor as their selves, and not just talk about it. Jesus didn't come just to do lip service. He came so that you could have life and have it more abundantly. That you and me could live life on purpose. They say it every week. You are created on purpose for a purpose. He's a Savior who took the form of man and came in and Emmanuel God with us that's the idea we have to have this year for Christmas here's a test question for you are you loyal or allegiance is to the world system or perhaps to God's where does your allegiance lie I want us to think differently about Christmas reassess our allegiancy. Lord what Maybe I've been more attached. To, I need to be more attached to you. Sometimes we just get lulled to sleep, don't we? Because that's just kind of how that works. It's just—it's mm, kind of like the assembly line at a plant. It just keeps moving. Anybody ever been to the ocean? Go out in the ocean. The waves are hitting you. I went out in the ocean at Myrtle Beach, and I got too far out. That's not good. Because isn't amazing, I didn't really think too much about it till I got too far out. And then I started hearing this. I'm like, this is not good. I mean, I'm more than a snack here, okay? This isn't just, hey, that was great. What's for dinner? No, no, no. I don't want to be the main course. Anyway, I left Kim and the kids on the beach. And they were really little, and that's, you know, they love playing in the sand, and they're building sandcastles and all that. And I could see them. I mean, they were right there, and I went out, and I was swimming and all that. And then I looked up, and they're not there. Matter of fact, most of the beach people are clear over here. The current had taken me out, and, I, and it scared me because I tried to get back, and I couldn't. I literally had to knock fear out of my mind because it wanted to overtake me. And there's no lifeguard out there in the ocean. You know, I didn't see Popeye or Superman or anybody going to come save me. And the kids are probably like, where's daddy? <laughs> I don't know. You know, And I had to, with everything that was in me, swim back. And for a while, it seemed like I was making no headway. I, with everything that was in me, I swam as hard as I could. And finally, I broke whatever that was and was able to get back. There was no way I went out that far again. But that's what the world does. That's what life does. It just kind of slowly ed- edges us or ebbs us away from what we was true and blue and sometimes we need a wake up call we need to get back to something that reconnects us so then we realize what really is important our second r reevaluate your desires reevaluate your desires you know most of people you know especially when i was a kid and even some adults i guess greed would be the thing what am i getting what am i getting Oh, I hope I get this, because we all want what was on the list. You know, so that was a good thing my mom did. We didn't get stuff on our list, so that kind of killed that idea. <laughs> we got great stuff for Christmas, so don't get me wrong. It was just like we would, sis and I'd look at each other and go, why would we make a list? We didn't get one thing on this list. No kid wants to get underwear for Christmas, just saying. Or socks. If you get an underwear in a three-pack, you give it to my mom, you get three presents. She'll take them all out and wrap them individually. There you go. (laughs) She's frugal. She knows how to work Christmas. Great, thanks mom. I wanted fruit of the looms. (laughs) I think that there there is a part of all of us and and me as well. I I'm not exempt from all this. That we you know there are things that we want. We want things that are better than what we have, or we want you know um, you'll see something and oh I wish I had that or oh that's so cool Uh, you know and there's there's that going on and that's legit. But we have to start putting our trust in who we believe. We have to put our trust in who died for us. I don't want to be selfish. Are we desiring just material things? What about those that are in our family that maybe need some help? Our church has been able to help some uh, families in, in our congregation that just needed help. Things just happened. They didn't have uh, any way to avoid that. And Christmas was just not going to be a great time. So we were able to help them. What about stuff like that? What about, you know, is people that come to your house? Are they okay? Could they just use just some extra love and attention, just a listening ear? Something like that. Now, I know Kim, she, she'll give anybody anything if they want it, and she feels the Lord. I've seen her do it. I've, people come up, I love your purse. Next thing I know, she's got everything in her purse, in her arms. She gave it away. So, I mean, I could learn from her. But, you know, you go to these stores now, and, and there, a lot of them are saying, would you like to round up to help the kids the Toys for Tots or whatever? And I'll, I do every time because I really, I mean, if it's, let's just say the thing was $7.28. Am I really going to miss, you know, whatever the cents are difference for that? But, you know, little is much when God is in it. If everybody is doing that, it'll I'll, yeah, sure, we'll round up. And this is what we just, like, Father, thank you, bless. Wherever that's going, bless them. Would you like to give a, uh, would you like to buy a toy for uh, an army family? Yes, I would. It's only a dollar. And so we just like, yeah, go ahead. When you think about what you desire for Christmas, is Jesus in the forefront of your mind? Father, how can I make a difference in somebody's life today? Are they self-centered desires or are they God-centered desires? Our third R for this morning is reaffirm your commitment to God. So as we rethink Christmas, I mean, it's real easy, I guess, to be the mean one or I must stop Christmas from coming, you know, or I don't want to do that or I don't want to do but what could you do? Sometimes people put expectations on you and it's really not good. They're kind of... uh, well they've kind of stepped over their bounds does that make sense and and everybody's expected to do this and sometimes you just go through seasons where that's not your your deal so what would be your deal let's make jesus the deal and ask him what could i do now a few weeks ago when we started this message i told you um, you know, something that happened to Kim and I, our first child was a stillborn, and, and that he, you know, on the day, you know, that was in November by Thanksgiving when he uh, passed and all of that, and uh, so that was a tough season for us. And so we didn't go out to the malls, we didn't, that was before online shopping and all of that stuff. We just didn't have time, and matter of fact, we really didn't feel like it. Can I get an amen? I mean, it's just like a lot of stuff going on. So, you know, you're not saying you're a, a Scrooge, you're not saying you're a Grinch, you're just saying, I got a lot. And I'm trying to break through this fog. And then somehow we need those fog lights to kind of burn some of that off. And that was the year that we decided that we would do the memory thing. And so we, we bought the, chari- the, the horse carriage ride for all of my nieces and nephew and family that night. And that was the gift for them. Can I tell you to this day, they have never said to me, You know, Uncle Brett, I was pretty disappointed. I didn't get anything but that horse ride. I mean, come on. N- they've never said that. Matter of fact, I believe in their memory that it goes down in the halls of, that was so cool. I still, My nephew Matt is on the end. I still can see his face pressed up against my mom and dad's glass door. Just, you know, his nose and all that. And he's listening for the horse to come down. the. Well, I just told him to listen. I didn't tell him what was going on. And then when the horse came, you could hear clip, clop, clip, clop, clip. And he, he was just like, he's like, I hear something. And then, and then the girls were like, what, what, what? And then, of course, they could see the horse and the carriage. It made all the difference in the world. What I'm asking is this. You, you can do whatever God is telling you, but God has to be the center. He has to be what Christmas is really all about. He has to be if everything. And if we played this cartoon out, we played this, and you know how it goes. The Grinch took everything. Everything. From everything on the tree to everything. Is it scriptural? The enemy wants to do that too. Kill, steal, destroy. He wants to take everything from you. He wants to strip you of any joy. But the real reason for the season, and let it be said long, let it be said loud, it is Jesus Christ. It is the savior of the world. It is him that came. And what happens in the story and what my mom tried to do, and I love her for it, is say, it wasn't about the presence because all of those who's down in Whoville, are you a who? They gathered around, didn't have squat diddly nothing. I don't even know all the words they said for that. They didn't have the who hash and all that stuff. Whatever. They didn't have Christmas the way Everybody thought it should be. It was all taken away. But it didn't stop the celebration because of what was in their heart. Now that's a cartoon. But the premise and the promise is this. Put Jesus where he's supposed to be. Put Jesus on the foundation of your heart. Put him in your life. Put him in the forefront of everything. Stand on his word. If it's been a tough season, you will make it. You will get through. God will see the cloud go away. reaffirm your love and your allegiance to the Father. Jesus said this in Luke 10, 27, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, your your soul, your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Do you put God in front of other people? What if God would tell you to do something and you'd be in line somewhere? This is a McDonald's one time. I was. I'm I'm thinking it was around the holidays, but I I can't be sure. But this is what happened. I'm in McDonald's and the Lord speaks to my heart. Now I didn't hear it audibly out loud, but He spoke to my heart and He said, "See the guys in front of you. There's three guys." And I said, "Yeah." He said, "Buy them their food." Like, but I'm kind of limited, and I'm hungry. He didn't say anything else. I said, you sure you want me to do that? Then he said it again. Buy them their food. Tell them I love them. Okay. So I let him order. I stood behind him. I walked up, and the guy was waiting to pay, you know, and I took out the 20 that I had. It was all the money I had, not the, in the world, but that I had with me. This is, I think, really before the whole debit, all that stuff. And I said, hey, I got this. These guys looked at me like I was from Mars. They're like, what? You know, one guy's like, cool. <laughs> the other guy's like, no, man, because this is his world. You do that for me, what do I got to do for you? And I said, no, listen, man, I don't want anything for it. God just wanted me to tell you that he loves you. And I paid the bill that gave me the sense back <laughs> Uh, but back in that day, you could get a lot more food. How many remember you go get a big Mac meal and have, give them a five dollars and get some change back? You can't now. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I got that back, and I left McDonald's hungry for food. but not hungry inside. Something inside had connected. That's what I want for you this Christmas i want you to connect if you connect with him you will connect with them that's how that works sometimes we try to connect with them and not be connected with him and it's hard to work that way because he has to be the the foundation so this morning i'm going to challenge you to pray are you brave enough to ask god for opportunities to show people the meaning of the season to show them without saying I'm a believer in Jesus but just by doing I challenge you now I want to say know that when you pray this prayer I want you to be aware these are prayers God likes to answer Opportunities will come Whether it's pay it forward It might not even deal with money It might be just Hey can I hold that door for you you have a Merry Christmas I mean I've told people Merry Christmas They look at me like Yeah you too Some people don't receive it well Some people just say Happy Holidays I don't care They can say back to me Whatever they want Again This is what I'm learning My wife is helping me I am not hinged on the way they act or their response. Did you catch that? What I'm hinged on is the Savior. So those guys at McDonald's, if they would have said, man, you are out of your gourd, probably. You want the food? It's free. Isn't it amazing when Jesus did what Jesus did he fed the people but he used people to feed the people we got to give them something to eat you give them something to eat I don't have what they need I think you have more than what you think you do I'm looking at people that I know God loves so much that he gave his son at this time of year that we celebrate just for you my challenge to you this morning, and we're going to close this out, is when we pray, just say, Lord, hug your family a little closer. You know, this year, my mother-in-law is probably watching by live stream. We love you, Charlotte. This year's different. Because Papa Charles is celebrating with Jesus. Jesus. Hug your family closer. Look into their eyes and let them know how much you love them. Be the believer God wants you to be in your workplace, at the mall, wherever you go. I double dog dare you. Be careful because this prayer is the one that sticks. Pun intended. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes?